you have come to a place where all sports matter. And some sports just matter more than others. This is the LTV Sportscast. And now your host, Leighton. Welcome sports fans to another episode of the LTV Sportscast. Wow, game week 22 in the FBL, EPL, and we are loving it. Again, one of the other things that we'd love to have is your feedback. So drop us, a, drop us an email to feedback at latenttv.com. Uh, email address will be in the show notes. Again, let us know what you'd like to hear more of, what we can do more of. And yeah, if you want to be a guest, drop your deets there. Let us make contact and let's get you onto the show. Also, if you're jamming FPL, it's never too late to join the Pods Bragging League. It remains open, free to play, bragging rights up grabs. So bring your friends. Code 67VIZZ. Joining us today's show, Big J. How are you doing, man? Good evening, Leighton. Good evening, listeners. Uh, yeah, I could, I could be better. Hopefully, I came, uh, could have come into the pod after one of my better game weeks. But uh, as usual, I've had a stinker of a game week. You, you say that, Jay, but the, the last time we, we were on you, two things had happened. One, United were on top of the table. And two, you had said to me for the first time in as pretty much as far back as I, I've known you, you believed Newcastle could walk away with match points. And this <laughs> week you come back onto the show. Man United are not on top of the table and Newcastle walked away with three points. So how bad yeah. was it? Well, I can remember that, that game week I predicted uh, Newcastle to run right over Arsenal. That didn't happen. But I'm looking just, just on the Newcastle point there, Leighton, as a, as, as a fanboy for them, I think... Uh, there's been a change and a shake-up at that, at that club. They've played some expansive football, so I really enjoyed the Everton game. Newcastle taking the W and Callum Wilson with the two goals. And, yeah, my, 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 the other United, the team that I don't like to talk about, um, I'm so glad that they're no longer um, on the top of the league. Uh, I wouldn't know what to say uh, from my interpretation of football and the way that the game's played. I was not going to be able to give any sort of analysis as to why such a poorly coached team uh, we're, we're sitting at the top of the Premier League, so sure, more I'm shots glad fired. Eh? Results. Mm. I'm, I'm glad that the results. No, I call it as I see it. Uh, I'm not. Um, I'm, that's uh, that's not that's no uh, nothing against them. No malice against them. It's just you can't have a team that's mediocre leading the Premier League. It's 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 a it's a poor indictment on on the level of the Premier League. But I'm glad that to see the the, the noisy neighbours uh, on top of the log, the the brand of football they're playing and. Pip's uh, tactical now that he's applied, some incredible stuff that he's doing mm. at uh, City. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the podcast. Uh. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Man City have decided that they uh, are, will not be conceding uh, more goals for the season. It seems like they've closed that avenue down. Yes. So, Jay, uh, I just want to go into some top performers. I'm going to talk top performers for the week, top performers for Jan, and then the top of our log. So, top performer for the week. Uh, Prishan Pallard with Prishan F- FC, YNWA. Um, YNWA, what does that stand for? You'll never walk alone. That's right, Jay. I mean, don't don't rush to answer that. 94 points. Uh, he moves up to 1,153 points. And that is a jump of, he jumped 750,000 positions from 2.2 mil to uh, 1.5 mil. So, wow, Prishan, tremendous stuff. And then uh, I see. I see. My brother has made it back onto the log. He, he he's not the most active player, but eighty-eight points. He jumps up uh, seven hundred thousand positions uh, from three point uh, one mil 
well, uh, just over three point, just under three point one mil to two point three mil. So well done there. Karen Moodley comes in on eighty one points, so moves up to um, moves up to position three hundred and nineteen thousand. So moved up 170k positions. And then Justin Lloyd comes in with Lloydie's Legends, 72 points. Eventually getting some getting some green arrows there. I think he's had a miserable time while Liverpool had been off. But it seems like they're back on. So he moves up from 31,000 to 20,000. And then on from last week, so old Nash Pather with Mr. Mackey's mom, he had 70 points and he moves up from... 816,000 to 640,000. So the last week, wow, guys. Big, big game weeks there. Um, top performers for Jan. Uh, you'll never walk alone. I'm not sure who Ryan Curry supports. I'm guessing it's a good team. Uh, 60, 60 points for this past week. But he had 386 points for, for January. And that was a massive 32 points ahead of our second top January performer, which was Paula Russia, hitting 354. Um then game changer Stanton Moody 335, Chris Tufenta, and I was going to make contact with him. I know the man's a, he he's going to be on the show in the future, but he's a West Ham supporter, so I figured it would be in poor taste to throw him onto the show right now um, to to face the firing line of obviously the the Liverpool support uh, after what had been a tremendous game to watch. Well, again, if you're a Liverpool fan. Um, 333 points and Pushan Naidu comes in on 331 for January. So congratulations, guys, there. Now, Jay, who do you think's on top of our league? Take a guess. It starts with Justin, ends with Lloyd. You're right, Justin Lloyd. Uh, Lloyd is legends. He is on overall points, 1344. Um, as I said, he had moved up. Ryan Curry, he is on 1304 now. He, were, he actually dropped in, in this past week from 76,000 to 84,000. Pumlani... He is on 1293. He dropped from 90,000 to 118,000. Then a little move up back into now fourth position, uh, ever consistent on 1280. Andreas Killer, he moved up from 172 to 168. Well done, Killer K. And then Alex Walls with Wallsy's Wonders. He, uh, he actually had a horrible game week this past week. He only had 40 points, but he moved down from 113,000 to 200 and 10,000 in the world but guys keep up the good work listen we're going to just change those the, the everyone who is moving down there's no reason we can't move up this week and into game week 22 we go now big j uh big fight at the bottom of the table number 19 versus number 20 four points separate them six pointer sheffield united at home to west brom what's happening there well <sighs> I think uh, the Sheffield result against Manchester United has got the got the Sheffield guys a bit buoyant. Um, they, they they gave a good showing uh, off themselves. And uh, Chris Wilder, Chris Wilder. Now, I mean, he's got to win. I think the stats say he's got to win nine and draw seven or something to go through. So I'm hoping to see a lot more enterprising play from the Sheffield mm. team. Uh, having said that. Uh, West Brom as well. Sam Allardyce has somehow got them to click. Uh, the last time I was on the show and, and I called West Brom for the, for the win against Wolves. And you laughed at me. And I had a good fat laugh when they took that victory against Wolves. So I... Did I laugh at you? Was I like... <laughs> there's no... There, yeah, there's no ways. You, you, you call my move to be too maverick, uh, just chasing points kind of thing. And, uh, uh, I remember something like that. 
Yeah, so uh, they and I mean Sheffield against Man City, they 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 it was a fair result at the end, and and they did give a good showing of themselves. There were no pushovers in that match, mm. so I think I think it's, it should be quite an exciting with both managers having nothing to lose. They both at the bottom of the table. I think Sam Allardyce is feeling a bit unlucky again with that draw against Fulham. Um, I think watching most parts of that game, that West Brom had the upper hand. So I think uh, I'm going to go. If you on the both teams on paper, although although uh, Pereira is a, a lot more creative, more creative than most of the the Sheffield guys, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the victory for Sheffield. They seemed they seem to have a different energy. I guess now it's backs against the wall, nothing to lose, and they're at home. So opening game, uh, let's go a two-one. Uh, for Sheffield United. 2-1 for Sheffield. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to say this. I know since you did bring it up, I just want to point out that Pereira did score twice against Wolves in that game. Both of them were penalties. And I think they were pretty much dominated for the game. And they, they the fact that they walked out with with the victory was, uh, was lucky to say the least. But yes, you called it, Jay. I'll give it to you. Not, uh, not quite Oracle stuff just yet. I do, however, agree with you. Sheffield, um, they obviously had a fantastic performance against Man United. Um, Man City, all the fa- all, albeit that they, they only lost 1-0, uh, you kind of had the feeling that City could have or probably should have put them more to the sword, but that, that never happened. But that has also been somewhat City's MO of late. They're, they're happy to get the 1-0s. Um, Sheffield United, yeah, there, there, is something, there is something that's happening there. I think, you know, once there was kind of, there's almost the belief that, you know, we're going to get relegated, so let's just go out and enjoy ourselves and then just play what could possibly be the best football that we could play. I mean, they, they are 13 points behind Brighton, uh, Brighton sitting 17th. So I, I don't know if Fulham, West Brom or Sheffield get out of relegation uh, this season, but Sheffield can and will have a few games that definitely do go their way. So I do think you're right, and I think this is going to be one of them. So a, a massive six-pointer, Sheffield United. Yeah, you're probably right, 2-1 to Sheffield. The next game was one of those teams that just seemed to seem to show that they can, they can achieve, they just don't achieve. Uh, they've scored... Sure. What have they scored? They have scored four less points in Sheffield in the last five games. Wolves are at home to Arsenal. Um, I don't know. Do you think things change for Wolves anytime soon? Wolves, Wolves got to find some goals. I think the Jimenez injury has, has crashed their season. Mm. So they've brought in the youngster Silva and he hasn't quite delivered. And they've given Traore more game time. He as well is flattered to deceive. I, I think Wolves' most uh, attacking outlet and most enterprising player is got to be Pedro Neto. Yeah. Uh, but having said that, Arsenal themselves, uh, they haven't really been banging in the goals of late. They, they've, they're very strong defensively, and we saw that uh, in the performance against Man United. So they... Uh, and Aubameyang's, Aubameyang's had some personal issues. I think his mom's, his mom's taken ill. So I'm not sure if Aubameyang's back. So these these this this could be a nil nil. I mean, from recent form and Saka, I don't know if Saka's going to be back for Arsenal. Saka's mm. been 
the most uh, creative player on the Arsenal side, and I, I don't know what what what's wrong with with him in terms of injury wise. Yeah, I think they it's did a, miss him against uh, against Manchester, and uh, I slightly disagree with your your goal scoring uh, prowess of Arsenal. Albeit uh, they did, uh, they've had two nil nil draws in the last five games, but in the other three games that they've won, they have scored ten goals. So it it hasn't been all bad, but then again, Saka has been on the field for that mm. for that reason. He he mm. has been a creative go forward outlet for them that that driving youthful force. Uh, Leighton, what, what I mean from that in regards to Arsenal is that those goals are not, I mean, they're not Arsenal-type goals, number one. I mean, I think if we remember the 3-1 three, three or it was the 3-0 that they scored, I think all three of those goals uh, in the one match where Saka crossed the ball and it went into the back of the net, I think there was a there was a free kick as well, Xhaka, Granit Xhaka scoring the free kick. So some of these goals that they're scoring, it, it's, it's almost, it's, it's scrappy, it's not uh, really fluent Fluent, enterprising goals that, that they that they're scoring, which we know the Arsenal past previous years brands that they they do create. So, but, but they're, they're not the same Arsenal. I mean, at all, they don't play remotely the same way anymore. It's it it they don't have that same vibe about them that uh, that they used to. You, you are looking at um, obviously a product. Uh, although Arteta plays his own brand of football, it's very much a product that he had learned under Pep. No, absolutely, and, and one of the things the comments I made uh, previously on the pod was that Pep is a defensive coach, and we've seen it uh, in, in action this season. Mm. Uh, and obviously, Arteta being being a student, so I I, I don't uh, Wolves are going to have to going to be very desperate. I don't see them, uh, and they don't they don't concede a lot. I mean, Wolves Wolves is a, still a defensively sound team. But they've conceded so, thirty, buddy, thirty goals this season. No, they have. They have conceded 30, but I'm, what I'm saying is, in, in those matches, so they conceded one, what was it, one against Crystal Palace, at no, no, Chelsea, where's the hiding? Where's, where's the they lost three goals, uh, they, they, they lost to Everton, uh, the, the, two, two by Everton, West, three by West, West Brom. The West Brom game. Was three game. by Brighton when they drew 3-3 three, three there. Yeah, so that, that, but again, I think Willie Bolly, Willie Bolly has, hasn't played in those games there, but overall, uh, one mm. of the things, one of the things that, that that if you look at a Burnley, you look at a Wolves, they know they known for, to be quite stingy defensively. So yeah. from that Arsenal, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be watching that game personally as well. I don't think I don't think it's been the most attractive brand of football. I, I, between the two eight o'clock kickoffs, I think the the Sheffield game, uh, uh, Sheffield West Brom game should be more enterprising. Uh, again, depends on I mean it's, it's such a short turnaround between games. It also depends on uh, the likes of Tierney, Saka, Aubameyang mm. is available. So it should be uh, interesting. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm looking for a very low-scoring draw in this game here. Okay, um, but you do think both of them do get uh, it, it, definitely a score draw over there? They both pierce the defense. I, I either either a one-one or a one-nil to Arsenal because I'm a bit worried. The Wolves are not coming up. Uh, with goals, so let's let let let's be a little bit uh, biased towards the Arsenal guys. Let's go one 0 mm. for Arsenal against Wolves. Yeah, I, I'm in the Arsenal boat, and I do again. If Saka does start, and you you have said it, if Saka starts, um, he does create that momentum, which could see obviously uh, goals going in because Wolves have, albeit like you said, they they are a defensive side first and foremost. They have not defended much 
uh, or been quite unsuccessful in their defences. So a 2-0 Arsenal for me, I don't know if Wolves get a goal going forward personally. Now, look, the, the evening, tomorrow evening, or by the time some people will be listening to this, will be this evening. Um, there is two games over there. Uh, I'm going to give you the option, you know, which one you want to talk about first. Which one are you not going to watch? <laughs> um, no, I'll be watching both games. At the same time? I'll be watching both games. It's not uh, even committed full, full all out for Newcastle, eh? Uh, the, probably the channel, based on, based on this weekend's performance, uh, Newcastle seemed to have uh, found, a, found a step up, another gear. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're playing a bit more enterprising. And there's rumours that Saint Maximum could could even start. So he's come on. He twice started now. last game, didn't he? No, he, yeah, no, he came he on as well. He's come, he's come on twice now, and he's he created such such impact, such an impact substitution he is. Uh, and uh, and this is no disrespect to the Man United supporters, but the Man United Southampton game is pretty much two evenly matched teams. Uh, I can't, and it's just, and it will be a difficult call uh, to make. Looking Where do, where's your assets sitting right now? Uh, well, I've got I've got Danny Ings and I've got uh, Marcus Rashford, so <laughs> that's that's why I'm saying it's, it's it's a difficult call to make. Uh, having said that, just just an, a point: there was some there's some racial abuse on social media towards Marcus Rashford, and a lot of times uh, when when players have that kind of off the field stuff, and they come back uh, to make a point, so probably if there's a penalty, that's going to be granted or given to Man United possibility of Bruno giving the penalty to Rashford to take highly unlikely so I would I would uh, probably if I wasn't sitting in the situation that I was uh, am currently I would probably even consider like a triple captain on Rashford just just based on the off the field stuff to to see the guy come out and get a hat trick Um, having said that Southampton was yes they were hard done by with in the game against Villa the offside uh, very, very, very reminiscent of one of one or two Liverpool uh, war calls, as well as the penalty. I don't know how the penalty against uh, Matty Cash was not given. So, yeah, I think I think Southampton will be a bit hurt. They'll be hurting in, in, after that result. They should be coming out against Man United. Uh, I'd be I'd be happy with a good two-two. Uh, Man mm-hmm. United seem to have lost the lost the momentum that they had. Um, again, when teams play the play the low block. They just don't have the creativity to to unlock those defenses. Southampton, however, is not a not a low block team. So, uh, I, also factoring Man United's home form being so poor. So, so I, I I think for my FPL and and just looking at the, how evenly matched these two teams are, two two for me. Two two for you. Okay, so we've hopped on one of two. Well, a little bit on one, uh, mostly on another. There we have seen. Other big FPL assets come right in this past weekend. Uh, Bruno Fernandes has to at some point come right. He can't. He he has to revert to his mean, and which which is a which is a top performer, isn't it? Uh, he, he, his mean has shown that he performs usually week in week out. So Leighton, I've never owned him. I've never owned Bruno Fernandes this entire FPL season, and so, you've regretted it ever uh, since. Well, well, my my ranking my ranking indicates that, but uh, his last four or five weeks game uh, game performances uh, kind of says maybe Jay, you've, you you were right all along. He has finally come back to his mean, 
Uh, that can't be because he is bottomed out there. And even in those games, and I know I was speaking to Nash about that, um, is you do see there is a creativity about Bruno Fernandes and whether he's going to score a penalty or not. I can't believe that's, you know, obviously that's generally the first go-to when you assume he's on the on the on the score sheet but the the fact is he he does get and he creates opportunities and will get assists um whether southampton are defensively capable to keep uh man united out all game and albeit a 1-1 or a 2-2 draw whether it goes southampton or man united's way you do assume bruno fernandez will eventually pitch up there and not just rashford even if rashford does get the goals you can see Fernandez giving him that assist. So you, it's not like you're going to be dropping Fernandez out your side if you have him in. I mean, that would make no sense. No, uh, absolutely. No, I agree I agree there. As I said, I called 2-2 and all the goals for Man United come out of Bruno. Just a point to note is since Jurgen Klopp made that, that rant regarding United, Man United and their penalties. And I Mourinho with, the, with the leaving the stadium, that one. He, that, there was actually an earlier. The, I think he actually did it after the Brighton game, the Mourinho one, and, and I think it got it got republished when when uh, when Jurgen mentioned the the type the type of decisions that go in Man United's favour. Mm. Uh, I think since then there's been no penalties in the league given to Man United. So and that's probably also impacted Bruno because a lot of Bruno's goals come from that avenue. Uh, uh, however, as I said, two-two, and Bruno generally generally is behind all the creativity there. Mm. So if Southampton hold the high line, which they like to do, they'll get space in behind. Um, that offers, and currently on form, I think the only player that can score for Man United uh, from their forwards is probably Rashford. If you look at Cavani's open goal miss, uh, yeah, there was there was a lot of conjecture about Rashford dilly dallying on the ball as well. But Martial's gone missing. So I think, yeah, Bruno to Rashford combination should net you a couple of FPL points uh, tomorrow night. Okay. At, at what point do you believe uh, putting in United assets, doubling up on those United assets, especially considering the season, do you think it's uh, something you'd want to do for the go forward? Because you don't necessarily believe in their defense, though. Well, Leighton, I had, I had triple... I had triple Man United uh, up until last game week where I took Martial out. So mm. I still, I've still i got currently Maguire at Rashford uh, in my team, having just taken Martial out for Danny Ings. So I think the call was right because Martial looked terrible and he wasn't going to start. He didn't start until, until the player got injured. So I think... Uh, and I'll tell you the reason why I went triple is on, on, on the premise that they, they seem to be challenge, title contenders or challenging, so they're going to have to uh, level up their game. And I know I've, I've, I've picked on the way that Ole coaches them, but when you're that close to the top, mm. you're going to have to find different gears. You're going to have to dig deep, maybe even change the way you play or get advice from someone else. But you're right there. You're within touching distance of, uh, of, of, of taking the league after so many years. So that was it was based on that that I tripled up in there. But Martial has since gone missing. Mm. I'm very glad to have gotten the Maguire goal uh, the previous week. Sure. Uh, but yeah, United still still appear to be leaky at the back. Uh, you are right that you generally wouldn't uh, look at them as uh, for defensive assets. However, as I said, if they think they're going to be title contenders, they're going to have to Tighten lock up it, yeah. defense. And that's why I've had 
I still have Maguire in. I think I've got him in my match day starting 11 uh, for tomorrow night as well. So I'm hope. But again, with Maguire, I'm looking that he comes good with one or two goals, uh, which he seems to have. He seems to win everything uh, from the set pieces in terms of corners. Uh, so I think there's one or two goals still in there for Maguire this season. Yeah, sure. Let's just quickly talk about Southampton. Although Southampton have managed to score a single goal in the last three games, uh, they have conceded six, and they're currently standing 27-4-25 against. So obviously, defensively, Southampton, up until recent recent form, have uh, been quite defensively sound. At some point in time, you, you think that's going to come back to them. And to to play a team like Man United who on on any given day can be uh they can click and be great or they can be particularly horrible um yeah to to see Man United getting the win over Southampton this this week you know or well, this game week is going to be a tough uh, a, a tough ask it's it's either United might scrape it by goal or most likely I do see a draw result happening over there now jay the uh the the real united as far as you've been concerned from day one newcastle united are at home to crystal palace newcastle united have come off some blistering pace uh, out of the lost uh, lost uh one game they won 100 percent of of uh, <laughs> uh those uh, those matches and uh they've walked away with full points of three I, I can't really give you more than that, but I'm sure you'll take it over Everton. And again, uh, it's nice to see that Newcastle get a win for the first time in a very long time. Do they keep form against Crystal Palace, who are on the back of a win against Wolves? And again, winning against Wolves isn't the, the biggest um, achievement this season. I think going to going to the Toffees and getting the victory there against a very astute coach in Carlo Ancelotti, and it was a full strength Everton team. I think um, I think it's just it's just the guy that Sigurdsson. I, th- I think uh, Alan didn't play, if I'm not mistaken. The rest of the squad was uh, Ancelotti's first choice, and for us to get the the W there with uh, Callum Wilson bagging the two goals, I was quite quite pleased. Not only from a from a uh, Newcastle supporter point of view, but also for my fan teams because I had just a single striker playing uh, this game week, uh, Callum Wilson up top, and at a Great stage, call. at a stage I I was my game week rank was 59th in in, uh, in fan teams, so I, I think I finished on about 67 points or so on fan teams. Quite a quite a good game week for me there. Um, I think with Fraser, Almiron, and uh, Wilson starting. Steve Bruce has almost got nothing to lose, kind of like what I alluded to with Sheffield and with West Brom, because the fans are not happy with the way that Newcastle have played. So they're looking now to to play a more adventurous style because we're trying to we're trying to play out of position football, position football, and we're not just get, we're not getting the results. So this this game week passed, we we actually went for it, and we got we got the W. So hopefully, long may that continue and. Uh, Really excited if Saint Max is coming back, uh, because now we, with the likes of Fraser and Almiron, Saint Max, uh, probably one of the one of the quicker quicker attacking front lines out there, uh, and Wilson's been immense for us. Uh, we be up there in the north. We always love a good number nine, 
and uh, uh, yeah, we seem to. Have found you guys had a history of having uh, half decent number nines? Uh, uh, Leighton, you you insult me there by asking a question. Uh, I shouldn't. Have, I should. I should leave the pod. Uh, what, what are you the, talking about, Jay? The, the, the greatest number nine. If you look behind me on my on my wallpaper, it's it's showing me. I think there's three. Who, who is that? Who, who is that fellow, Jay? Huh? Who, uh, that's 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 a certain Mr. Alan Shearer. Who is um, he? I'm hope, I'm, I'm hope, um, so 260 goals in in the Premier League, highest goal scorer, having won the league with Blackburn. Turned down Manchester United to come to Newcastle. Um, in fact, I've never heard of him. I've never heard um, of him. If you didn't know, I, I used to support Blackburn at, at the stage. And when when you, when uh, when Shearer moved to Newcastle, I moved like to a Shira, snake so. you slithered on from. To... So I, I was just, so probably I'm more of a Shearer supporter than, than I was a Blackburn supporter back then. So I think uh, yeah, with our number with our number nine clicking, Saint Maximum coming back, John Joe Shelby getting some fitness. Just a concern on Jamal Jamal uh, Lasalle. Uh, he, he kind of hobbled off. We need our captain. He's he's got such a presence. He he leads one of the, one of the better captains in the league. Um, so yeah, I think I think we can take them. We're at home. Uh, Crystal Palace uh, as well. Ben Taker. So one 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 of the punts one of the punts uh, on it for the remainder of the season. If you're looking for that third striker, uh, you got some money to spend. I think Ben Taker could get a couple of goals for you. Uh, so. So consider Ben Teke in your team. And what um, uh, what cost does Ben Teke come at? I think he's in I think he's in, in the low six. Listen, let me if I could uh, quickly squeeze through there. Ben Teke five point five, eh? Yeah. So if you're looking if you're looking just for, as 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 your mini leagues start to draw to a close and you're looking for, to a little bit, to be a little bit differential, and I'm that guy this season. So I, um, you can look at Christian Ben Teke. Because uh, he seems he seems to have found some sort of form. Uh, I think he's got the most goals uh, this season than he's than he's had in the last three seasons. Okay, so, so he, like two. Uh, no, that's not, we shouldn't be so critical of him. He, I think he, he came to he came to Liverpool and you guys uh, broke the man. Because uh, at, at at Villa, at Villa he was uh, phenomenal. I just want to quickly have a look and see. If three I can goals pull scored. Out. I was one off. Jay, three, three. Uh, and, and and assists. How many assists? Two assists. Many assists? Massive, assists? massive, uh, massive yeah. uh, improvement there. Obviously, um, <clears throat> Jay. I don't know, man. Uh, are you are you are you smoking smoking grass before you, before you arrived on the podium? Because Ben Tecker, man, if that pays off, dude, we're going to remember this time, and I'm I'm going to uh, praise that call. But wow. You've been watching a different brand of football that I've been watching there, because I don't know, man. It's, it's okay. Hold on, I just, uh, I just, I just, I just, because he, so he's, so he's only had fourteen appearances this season, getting three goals and an assist. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, did that's, that's Calvert not... Lewin played one game and got three goals in the first game? So, yeah, that's Calvert Lewin, Leighton, and everyone has him in their team, uh, and, and that, that's the thing. I can, I can sit here and give you fifteen players that you can pick. And you will do the same as the person above you, and the same as the person below you in your mini league, making I'm no progress. So I'm just saying. You got to look. Um, well, I think I think maybe I, I just we just need to look at the Crystal Palace running. If if, if the games are if the games are in their favour, I really I really like Benteke. 
as as a punt. Dude, man, if that if that if that you listen, yeah, to every single listener that's out there, if you take Ben Tecker after listening to this pod and it pays off, um, we'll be putting Jay's home address, his personal cell phone number, um, so wherever you can send uh, send the gifts directly to transfer a couple of Bitcoin, whatever it is that you need to do, just uh, you got to take care of Jay as he takes care of you, Jay. So. Uh, Score prediction there: Newcastle three, Crystal Palace one. That's what I'm. That's my prediction for. No, that, that was my prediction. What's that's mine pre- as well. That's <laughs> mine as well. We'll concede. We'll concede. But if dollar, if dollars on his, on, let me go three nil. No. Okay, three, there we uh, go. Just the confidence of the boys back home. Nice. I like to hear that. Uh, talking about back home, uh, Man City feel like they're pretty much back at home and on top of the table and. Barring a few, uh, a few games, uh, literally probably after this, I think it's one game away after this game week, or it's this game week, and then it's Liverpool versus Man City, and and the th- the thought is after watching uh, when you watch City play and you you see how tight they are, and if Liverpool are to find form again where they've where they've kicked off against after Tottenham. You kind of have that feel that it might land up being back into a Man City Liverpool race, and I don't know if it will have what it had two seasons ago when they went game for game, game for game, all the way through to the end. I don't, I don't believe that would happen this season, but I think we are in for a two-horse race if Manchester drop points against Southampton. I think then it will be there for for the taking. However, Man City first have to get across. A very stubborn Burnley at home. Uh, tough to break down. Um, Man City obviously don't score the most goals. They, well, they, they, have, they have games where they go off, but there's been a lot of one nils. Burnley versus Man City. Take me through the game. Who's being rested? Uh, if you're playing the pep roulette, what, what do you, what do you, who do you, who do you put on out of the Man City assets? And do you think Burnley? have a hope here to get three points i believe they could maybe get one point out of this but do you think they can so, get three so Leighton, the last three results against burnley have been five nil five nil four one one nil five nil so I'm uh, you're, you're saying that's with man city against burnley correct yeah okay so i think it's i think it's 18 18 goals in something like five matches or so I'm uh, I'm captaining Sterling. Uh, I had Mario. So my my game week got off to the most horrendous start, having the captaincy last game week on Sterling, and I had Mario's in midfield, and mm. both didn't play. So there's a big there's a big chance that um, they both should start. But with Pep Guardiola, you can never you can never be certain of that. I mean, a lot of people had Cancelo this last game week, and he Myself. didn't get a, get, a, get a look in. So I I'm. I would like to see what what Manchester City looks like without Ruben Diaz. So I'm I'm going to assume Pep may may rest him and play Stones and, and and Laporte because Diaz has played every match and I own Diaz, so I'm not looking forward to it. But it seems Pep's got to strike at some stage. Um, if 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 he doesn't, then it's probably going to be um, it's probably going to be Mares Sterling back in the team. Uh, I'm not sure between Foden and, and Torres. I got a feeling they'll probably play uh, the false nine, but maybe with Jesus having scored, 
they may want to give him a bit of a run because he hasn't had much football under the, under his belt this mm. season. So Jesus could lead the line through uh, up the middle. With, he's another uh, man who I had in my team at one stage or another, and I, th- I think it went two game weeks where he just didn't feature, and I was like, well, that's it for me and the Jesus. So uh, I think, yeah, so I think that, uh, but with, with Pip, with Pep, you never know. With Pep, you never know. Uh, I just, I, I'm a very big fan of Man City at night, uh, especially to a, a not a, a side outside the top ten, because mm. they generally they generally tend to to go off. So Leighton, you were you were picking on my on my Benteke call. Jesus has had twelve appearances, three goals, one assist. So okay, I'm just I, I, I didn't praise I just, uh, Jesus no, no, I, either. <laughs> no, no, I'm just. So I'm just putting it out there that the guy playing for the most attacking side in the league, uh, leading the line, he's only got three goals as well. So my Benteke calls not that far out. Um, okay, Burnley, I, okay, but if I'm going to play Pepperlet though, and, and it probably won't be in the attackers, I'm just going to play Edison in goals if if I was to play, and then I'd feel pretty safe. That's the only uh, Man City player that I'm I pretty think, sure is going to start every game. I think Gundo Gundogan's going to get a rest. Uh, I think he's played <sighs> a, a better game. That. Rodri. Because he could play Fernandinho and Rodri or uh, in in that position, so Gundo Gundo could get a rest uh, this this game week that's coming up. I don't so, know if that happens with the KDB being out. I, I think there is um, there they need stability in in the midfield, and that was one of the reasons why I went with to make sure that I stuck it out with the Gundo again. Because without KDB, there's oh, it's very difficult to take what seems to be the most solid part of your midfield uh, so Leighton, off been, the field. I've been waxing lyrical about what Pep's doing. So what, what, out, out, of, out of position, he's got Zinchenko playing as a left-back and he's got uh, Kyle Walker or Cancelo playing as a right-back. But in position, especially this last game week, it's the first time I've seen it where he's brought both the left wing-back and the right wing-back both into midfield. So... During during when 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 they have possession of the ball, you find Zinchenko and uh, Kyle Walker both playing in the midfield, which then overloads that midfield so much, um, which then gives the likes of uh, Silva, uh, Bernardo, and um, Gunnigan the, the time because there's so many there's so many bodies in the midfield and and the opposition don't know what to do to to cope with that uh, because you can't pull and what I've also noticed is that Foden. Torres in the last, they stay wide. Normally, you see Mares and Sterling cut in a hell of a lot with mm. the wingbacks, with the wingbacks overlapping on either side. It's not happening. The wingbacks now cut into the midfield and they overload the midfield, so you got nowhere to go. So I don't think the De Bruyne miss is going to be that big. And whether it's Gundogan, I'd like to see maybe Foden come and play in that number ten role because he's 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 got a good eye for the pass, and I think that's what that City team. Generally needs is just a pass to let them to let them go, mm. uh, and there was lots of talks that Foden was being groomed to take over the David Silva position. So let's see what happens. Uh, I I just think uh, Gunnigan's played too many games now for for the way Pep operates. Uh, but the, having said that, I've got Ruben Diaz, and he's the other one that's played too many games uh, as per the Pep roulette uh, that should should strike. So I can see Mares and Sterling coming back into the team. Um, but the rest of that I, I can't predict. I'm captaining, I'm captaining Sterling, and looking at all those five nils, maybe it's time to hit, hit the triple captain. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting a feeling here. Probably triple captain uh, Sterling in this game. Looking at the amount of goals that City have scored against Burnley. Okay, 
Yeah, I'm going hard for those differentials, man. Uh, I suppose if you're going to do it, commit to it, steer into the skid there. Uh, you got to lean into that one. I, I don't know so much. I think, I think Burnley can take City back to a, a frustrated game. Uh, tough to break down, uh, force, if City don't get the early goal, force them into um, taking shots from everywhere. And possibly, I, I think that could land up being a nil-nil draw. And maybe that's hopeful speak because I want to bring, obviously, things a little bit closer into so that the the Saturday game um, with uh, Man City versus Liverpool or Liverpool so like, versus Man City or Sunday game could be so uh, for the for the top of the log. That's so tomorrow, tomorrow night, Leighton, do me a favor. Make sure you sit and watch the City game and watch watch those two those two wingbacks uh, cut into midfield where they almost play as three number eights. Okay, um, I will, but don't what, tell what me that, what to do. What, what that does is what that does is then it totally you can't you, do you do you pull out your your defenders to come into midfield to try and, and stop that and if you do so you're opening up one-on-one situations for the likes of Mares and uh, Sterling to to run at you. So I think I, I think the league's done for Liverpool. I don't think they're gonna watching watching the two teams play over the last four weeks. I think Liverpool's not good enough to 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 pass City. So. Um, with, and City still has a game in hand, so the, there's a points differential that's, that currently stands. Plus, the City still have has a game in hand over over Liverpool. So I think uh, the leagues the cities to lose, and yeah, uh, the, the 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 rest of the rest of the teams are playing are playing for for Champions League places. Uh, I'm really really impressed with what Pep's doing, and they're just using a strategy. And I'm trying to think if as a coach, how would I counter that? And it's very difficult. Okay. Um... I hear you, loud and clear, man. Again, like I said, I do think it's going to turn into a two-horse race. Uh, I'm not sure entirely how that goes. Um, And the reason why I say is it's very much dependent on what happens on next week's Sunday or the Sunday coming where it's Liverpool at home to Man City. If Man City walk away with a draw or all three points, it's um, I'd say it's over. But if they don't, then it's creates a different type of pressure that will be on them so we'll we'll take we'll we'll take stock after next week sunday but now the other game and obviously the the highlight of wednesday night's early kickoff games fulham versus leicester if you if you're not going to be watching the man city game because i don't know man it's gonna it's i think i think the fulham versus leicester is going to be an all-out attack fest one side of one side of the pitch to the other side of the pitch. I, I, Fulham can can probably should at some point in time. You think they they can get the get the W in the bag and Leicester Leicester. I know they they've come off a loss against Leeds, and they did draw against Everton. Um, although the Everton game, Leicester could have walked away with all three points, and probably I felt that they should have. Uh, Leeds they were obviously comprehensively beaten, but. Uh, Leicester, what a fantastic side this season! Do uh, probably, probably Leicester is everyone's second side that 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 they choose a side other than the side they support. Leicester should be everyone's second team in the league, just based on the brand of football that they play. Yeah, very really exciting stuff. So I think I think you you're probably right. Uh, Leicester needs to come back, but without Jamie Vardy, I, it's hard to see where the goals come from. Um, a player that I brought in from Leicester in my in my 
FPL team this week has been Harvey Barnes. Mm. I think he's. I think the goal that he scored, uh, he took it pretty well. He's been, he's, he's been guilty of missing the, those those chances. Generally, Harvey Barnes needs to take about four or five shots before the fifth one goes in. And I was quite pleasantly surprised to see him a first strike of the game, putting the ball in the back of the net uh, against that Leeds team. So I think I brought in Harvey Barnes. I think another player to look out for is uh, uh, Pereira. Pereira came on uh, in, in that game. So Pereira's one of the one of the one of the wing backs that we would have had Ricardo Pereira. We would have had him at the start of the season had he not been injured. So he was he's one of the more dynamic um, wing backs uh, in the FPL at the moment. So he's been injured. He's come back. He's got a, he's got a, got some game time. So he's some, someone that you could look at. But I like Harvey Barnes there, and I I still own uh, Adamola Lukman. Uh, I think he's he's quite a he's quite a flair player. Mm. Um, Maybe he could get in amongst the goals. I probably need that. So, I probably with Fulham at home, uh, we got a, and, and and Scott Parker's done a pretty good job in uh, shoring them up defensively. Um, I think Robinson's going to be back. They've missed Robinson. He's he's been a very good uh, player for them defensively. So if Robinson's back, no Jamie Vardy, um, Perez Perez flatters to deceive. Maybe Kylian Nacho. I don't know if he's injured or not, but maybe Nacho. Uh, leads the line for for Leicester. So I don't understand be- why he doesn't get enough game time. That it's it's a player for me that I think has has enough skill to to start at many other teams, and he he just doesn't play enough for Leicester. Uh, could you could you find a reason why you think that would be the case? I mean, what, what has he got? When last did he play uh, any? Listen, it, I think. I think I tell you, it's because Leicester's, Leicester's the team's been set up around Jamie Vardy, so that that brand of uh, counter attack and knocking the ball beyond into the into the space and letting the forward run onto it, I don't think that kind of suits uh, Yenacho. So when Yenacho plays, the, the team doesn't adjust to his style of of, of, of forward play. So the teams and and I mean, with good reason why they would uh, build themselves around Jamie Vardy because he's been he's been absolutely Look, phenomenal he is for quality, them. Yeah. But, but the adjustment, the adjustment when Yanacho plays, they don't, they don't seem to have that. They still try to play the same brand. And Yanacho, and I think Yanacho likes the ball more, more to the feet, more with his back facing, so he could, he could turn on defenders. And with the Vardy style, is knock it into the space, into the gap, let Vardy run on, and and, and get the one on ones with the keeper. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at this right I, now. In Nacho, 235 minutes all season. Most minutes he's played in a game is seventy-one. Thereafter, seventy, and then then after that, twenty-six minutes. I don't, I don't understand it. It's. I rated him very highly when he was at Man City as well. I thought this this could be a striker for the future, um, mm. and surprising to see his career just tailor off the way it has. Uh, maybe we'll see. Maybe maybe that this this discussion could lead uh, to something for him uh, come Wednesday night against uh, Fulham. Yeah, look, I I do hope to see that. I do think he is a, a very exciting. Um, well, he has massive potential. Uh, another another potential player. Sorry, I didn't get your final score. What was your final score there? Two one Leicester. Two one Leicester. So you think Fulham get on the get on the score sheet? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean to a two or possibly even three nil Leicester. And uh, we're talking about exciting players or or exciting teams. Leads off the back of another victory. They've gone back to back victories. They beat Newcastle. I mean, obviously by fluke. Am I right? <laughs> and then, oh, no. 
we, then, didn't, we didn't pitch up for that game. And then uh, they did beat Leicester, although Leicester did take more shots, the, the quality of play was just far, far greater in, in the Leeds form. And Bamford, Bamford comes in with two assists and a goal in, in the past game. Now, now they're playing Everton. And Everton, although we, we talk about them being at full, at full strength, they've managed to get two wins in the last five games, two losses and a draw as well. There is, there is, you, you think Ancelotti would have a better sense of this or do they feel like they need to chase again because they've got the games in hand? Uh, the pressure is on them to make the points and mentally they're, they're, they're off, off in a way? I think the injuries and, and I think some of the COVID cases, whatever it's been, has been quite disruptive to Everton. So mm. Calvert-Lewin's been out. Richarlison has been out. So the guys are just coming back together. Hamez has been out as well. So I think I think this last two games has given them some time to settle. I think Everton is still a quality unit. Uh, they should they should bounce back. And I can't see Leeds going uh, three on the trot because uh, Leeds is such an erratic side. So we mm. don't know which Leeds pitches up. So... Based just just on the pattern, just on the sequence and the pattern, uh, let's call it the the J algorithm. I'm, I'm going to go with Everton for the win, uh, despite the great form of Leeds, because Leeds is an inconsistent. They will revert to the inconsistency, which is their mean. And and Everton's got to bounce back, having taken that shock uh, home loss to Newcastle. Uh, Ancelotti wouldn't like that too much. And and Ancelotti is a great tactician himself. So if there's anybody. To come up, I mean, you got two of the great football minds against each other. You got Bielsa versus Ancelotti, so that that alone should be a very good watch to see mm-hmm. how they counter punch against each other. And uh, I think Calvert Lewin's got to come good. We, we we spoke about Bruno Fernandez's goal form. Calvert Lewin's dropped off a cliff as well, so Calvert Lewin's got to come good at some stage. So why not in this game? Um, and he's pretty impressive in the air. And I, I so I, I think I think Everton for the victory. Um, let's let's make it let's make it high scoring based on the the brand that Leeds play. So mm. let's go for a three two. Wow. Okay. To Everton, you say. To Everton. Yes. To Everton. Yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty much. I, I don't see exactly what you said. Which which Leeds arrives for for game time um, against Everton. I think it's it's more in in the Leeds. Leeds can Leeds would be the decisive factor for that game. As opposed to, I don't, I don't know if a quality Everton arrives. Especially, I can say I know they've gone uh, that they've dropped points of recent. But however, the, the fact is they do have two games in hand over most of the field, and that would put them on thirty nine points, tie with uh, Leicester, one point behind Liverpool, two points behind Man United. Um, so the potential for them to to get the the games, I don't know if the pressure to to get those points might be. A little bit too much, especially with all the disruptions and Leeds running on a momentum thing. Uh, I will go with uh, a Leeds 2-1. I think just with Leeds' brand of football, that mm. high energy, high impact, um, the short turnaround time with these game weeks, uh, I'm sure at some stage it's got to catch up some sort of fatigue, some sort of um, drop-off from the Leeds players uh, from a physical point of view sh- should come. Uh, they remember these are these are championship players who've come up to play in the Premier League and they've had now this congested run. And uh, Bielsa doesn't rotate. He doesn't change the side. He, 
He almost plays the same side um, game in, game out. But the so championship maybe, also has like 4,000 games in the season, doesn't it? It does, but again, it's not it's not against this caliber opposition. So it is the championship you play in, but the caliber opposition, there, there's, there's, there's big disparities in terms of the quality of the teams. And, and in the Premier League, you're playing against top-notch opposition mm. game in, game out. So at some stage, there should be some physical wear and tear that, that Leeds should suffer. Uh, if their phys- physicality and their fitness is that great, uh, it's great. It's what, As I said, it's probably my second favorite team to watch. Mm. But just bear that. I think the listeners and stuff should bear that in mind with the games coming thick and fast. So Rodrigo, Rodrigo, he seemed to have a bit of a groin strain coming off as well. So uh, maybe maybe that's 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 alerted me to the fact that maybe there's too much of football for the Leeds guys and without much rotation taking place. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm hoping. Uh, well, I'd like Leeds to win, but I think uh, Everton bounce back. Okay, fair enough. Uh, another another game after that, which is is very interesting, uh, con- considering they they both wear the claret colours, Aston Villa and uh, West Ham. Very, very interesting matchup over there. Uh, they have been relatively on the same trajectory th- throughout the season, albeit the the fact that Aston Villa also have got two games to catch up, which could put them in the, the region of 38 points. But this game itself, Aston Villa at home against West Ham. West Ham now with Mikel Antonio back. And although West Ham do come off a loss against Liverpool, uh, it was pretty much a Liverpool game from beginning to end. That is obviously not a reflection of them as a team through the season because I, I do think they came off the back of five victories prior to that. Um, picking up wins against Crystal Palace, they beat we- uh, they beat uh, West Brom, they beat Burnley, and they did beat Everton. Aston Villa, who have come off the back of a victory against Southampton now, albeit, as you alluded to much earlier, regarding the decisions. Was it in the pot or was it uh, just in general speak prior to us starting I'm not entirely sure I think I think it, I think it was general speak prior in general speak prior the fact that Aston Villa got the result against Southampton was quite fortuitous um, they did get there they did lose to Burnley they they beat Newcastle and I mean no one ever does that um, they did lose to Man City and they did lose to Man United, so they didn't have a great Manchester trip. But the fact is they're still sitting on 32 points, three games behind West Ham with two games in hand over them. To see Grealish move that ball around and, and West Ham come in the way that they do when they when they do attack, I, I think we're in for a goal fest there. I, I think, uh, I think yeah, both, both teams... Uh, both teams go out there and they play quite enterprising football. Um, I wonder how Moya sets up, however. Maybe he'll play a bit of a counter, more defensive style against Aston Villa because I, I, I haven't seen Aston Villa sit back for any team. Almost a similar elk to what Leeds play. Um, they go they go for the games. Uh, I think what's 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 good for Aston Villa, especially, and it's probably the, the turnaround in, in, in terms of form is the... Well, they did lose to Burnley, but with 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 Barkley, Barkley coming back, uh, mm. he seems to to make them a, a better unit. Uh, it gives them a little bit more quality in the in the final third. Which Watkins tends to Watkins tends to blow hot and cold. Um, so, <clears throat> I am concerned. That Antonio didn't do much uh, in the game uh, against Liverpool. So, 
but Antonio is such an explosive player. Yeah. Said. So this should be this should be an exciting game. Uh, uh, however, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a one-one. I just got a feeling that these games that we we tend to think is and then that's been also the the pattern of the season as well is these games that we're expecting three three threes six eight six seven eight goals uh, in, in the match and those games tend to peter out based on uh, on the coach's uh, tactical tactical awareness so I'm, I'm not exp- and I think Moyes is probably going to go a little bit more defensive against Villa try to catch him in a counter and then lock up shop so okay. I'm not ex- I'm not expecting a, a lot of goals in this game a good football match definitely mm. a good watch uh, I think I think they're really two evenly well matched teams um, they both have um, talismatic players uh, the likes of uh, Declan Rice and Jack Reish so it'll be quite uh, the, the, I think they cancel each other out in a lot of avenues uh, I think Suchek. I think I think one. That's one avenue where there's mm. no no one no one can compare, compete uh, or has a comparison to Suchek. Other than that, in most of the other departments, these team both these teams cancel each other out. So I think probably probably the one of the more exciting games to watch come Wednesday night. Yeah, uh, something just to add on to that. The fact is, after this West Ham travel away to Fulham. Um, so if you are looking at getting in West Ham assets, you know, and getting them into your squad uh, using your weekly transfer, if you don't have Suchet in, I, I do believe I, I most likely will be putting him in next week. Ars- uh, Aston Villa will then be at home to Arsenal. So I'm um, not entirely sure how they're going to set up midweek, considering they do have uh, a big game on the weekend. That being said, it is Aston. It is Aston Villa that is currently higher than than Arsenal in the table. Although I do think Arsenal has the form, um, so it's very interesting time for Aston Villa. West Ham, they can go hard against Aston Villa and then maybe take the foot off the gas or rotate some players in for the Fulham game for the weekend. Um, so yeah, Jay. Maybe maybe I'm just a hopeful. Maybe I'm just a dreamer. Call me a dreamer, Jay, because uh, three three. Uh, would be great for me. Um, I have Creswell, Mikel Antonio, Grealish and Watkins. So four of my players will be playing in that single match. Um, so uh, two goals for Creswell, both the assists by Mikel Antonio. Uh, and then one goal for Mikel Antonio. I don't know. How many points do you get for a defender scoring a goal? Considering six. six. And for a striker? Four. Four. You see, okay, cool. So I need my defenders to... Uh, to do some things over there, especially considering that Creswell is going to be conceding three goals um, with the likes of Ollie Watkins scoring three and Grealish getting all three assists. So I'm, I'm just saying, I'm throwing it out there. You know, I, I'm, don't call me the Oracle just yet, but I, I did happen to call Brighton beating uh, Tottenham last week or last game week. Uh, I made that call Brighton early. I remember when I made that call Nash on the other side of... Uh, of our uh, remote conversation, he raised his eyebrows so far, I think it went into his hairline when I said those words. But I don't think lightning strikes twice for Brighton as they are playing away (laughs) at Liverpool, with Liverpool coming off two fantastic victories, going to London and getting getting a bag of of points there. Um, I think Liverpool continue the trend against Brighton. I think they have something to prove against Brighton. Uh, Brighton, obviously, for the first time this season, they're starting to show some form, getting seven points in the last three games, uh, two wins and a draw. 
So that has been that has there's a stark turnaround, obviously in their fortunes, uh, which has further widened the what will be a growing chasm between seventeenth uh, and eighteenth position. I think they will be relatively safe from uh, the, the relegation by the end of the season, as as they continue to get momentum. But I think Liverpool will be too much for them. And the question is, does Salah start midweek? <laughs> Considering what's coming on uh, Saturday, yeah. um, that's a good question. But I think Salah's fitness is is incredible, and I don't know if, if they if Liverpool have the luxury to number one drop points and not play him, uh, or and do they have any suitable replacement? Are you thinking Divock Origi to come and replace Salah? I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't. But, I think there's a possibility, and you can start to see them coming up through. Um, Zendan Shakiri has, he. I, th- I think for for me he was man of the match against uh, against West Ham. I did like his touches on and off the ball. Uh, his his movement was good. And then obviously you know the ox comes back and, and may, again. He he was involved with the back heel um, to eventually get the the ball through for Liverpool's third and final goal. Um, so we we. Um, he back-heeled it to Firmino, who then just put it across the goals to Wijnaldum for a relatively easy finish. There, there's good reason to believe that you don't, you might not need to start a seller and you can put on the, the Oxlane Chamberlain. Um, you do have, Liverpool has got enough depth to probably be saving some players for the weekend, which I assume Man City is going to be doing as well. It, it, makes, it makes perfect sense. Um, to do that again, but I'm not Jurgen Klopp, and Jurgen Klopp did surprise me in November last year, uh, where he played Salah midweek and right before the Tottenham game, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, that I, mean, I, that, that I can't. He, he played, he played Salah, I think 98 minutes in that in that game. So, yeah. yeah. uh, Leighton, I, I, do you do you know what's happened with uh, Mane? Uh, I I I haven't seen an update as to what. So if there's, if to answer your question, if 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 Mane doesn't have any significant injury, then Mane comes in and Salah could be rested. Mm. Uh, however, having said that, I, I, this game's got a very one 0 Brighton feel to it. I'm I'm the biggest fan of Liverpool at home. I think Liverpool at home when they play, it's it's it's, it's a pleasure to watch them. You can you make sure that's one of the games that you want to be glued to because that they play with such energy, such enterprising football. Maybe it's a bias because of uh, when the when they when the stadium's full and they 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 attacking at the top end, it's it's such mm. it's such a great atmosphere and a vibe to watch. Um, having said that, that this Brighton side has the capability to roll over anyone, and I, I, I and I don't wish this on Liverpool, but somehow there's a, there's a one no feeling that I have. I still think Liverpool at home. I mean, they just got one loss, and I think in the last three years nearly uh, at home, they 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 are bang fav, bang on favourites to win it. But there's an uneasy feeling. Maybe it's just coming off uh, Brighton's performance against Tottenham that I'm that I'm having this vibe. Mm. Uh, I think Liverpool should should walk the game. Having said that, but if they look too too far forward to Saturday, and you already alluding to Saturday, if mm. they do that, and if they look at taking Brighton for granted and resting Salah, then then definitely I'm going with Brighton to beat Liverpool and Liverpool to have their second home defeat in in as many weeks. So. <clears throat> 
if they if they come at it and they go full on Liverpool for the victory, but if they take Brighton for granted, rest key players, Brighton could roll them. So I've, I've got that uneasy feeling around that game. But if if Klopp plays the same trusted trusted uh, eleven, um, buying those that are injured, uh, Liverpool for a two 0 win. Okay, I I hope uh, it, it does land up being a Liverpool, and it will obviously add a lot more for the upcoming weekend. Um, there will be a lot more to to play for. So yes, uh, Brighton again. You know, I'm very happy to see them get uh, get another win when they got it against Tottenham. However, I, that was a game where I was expecting Spurs. Spurs have played that brand of football where they they've needed to be excellent on on the attack considering they don't make the most opportunities and then they're coming up a team uh, like a team like Chelsea on Thursday night who man do they create have they created a lot of opportunities and I know they've they've just changed managers but um, 19 attempts against Burnley's single attempt eight on target I know I think they only got two goals and then against Wolves, where again I, I was talking to Nash about um, Kai Havertz going through and and that that press that they've got on. But wow, man, Chelsea are are turning into an all-out attack team. And I don't know if it's three on the trot for Spurs, eh, to to take another loss. I think if Chelsea run with the momentum that they've, they've got going, that feel-good momentum, wanting to play for a new manager, showing their worth, uh, wanting to get those results. Tell me, but, what, but what do you think is in for Tottenham? I don't know. I don't know who, who, who Thomas Tuchel starts with. So I think a lot of a lot of FPL players have, have invested in Reese James and invested in uh, Ben Chilwell, and they both didn't get a start. So I, I'm, I'm certain that Tuchel is still trying to find his right right 11. Mm. The, one, the one thing that's for, for certain is he's not playing with wide players. So the Pulisic on the left and the Ziyech on the right and going wide, and he's not looking to play that brand. He's looking to get the wingbacks into those positions and bring the Pulisic's of this world through the center. Mm. You did raise a point that they created a lot of opportunity, but Leighton, I had... Uh, Timo Werner playing for me in that game, and I've taken after watching that game with all those chances, I've taken Timo Werner out of my team. Um, I have an issue I, with Timo and chances think, not taken. I don't know if you know that. I think I've I've got a bigger history now with, with him than you. I think I've had him in my in my team for long, for most of the season. Coming having uh, when you look back at it, uh, and I think one of the one of the one of the causes of that is uh, if you look at his highlights package, and I think that's where I went wrong. I, I didn't watch a lot of Bundesliga, so mm. when they signed him, and I said, "Let me go and have a look." And the highlights package, I mean, you're looking at a at a prime Ronaldo type of finishing and the way that he attacks and gets into the space and the likes. And we've seen none of that yet in in, in the Premier League. And I've kept on holding on to hope that's going to materialize. So having said that, I, again, I think it's so. Kellen, uh, Hudson Odoi, he's he's play he played at, at right back uh, or right right wing back as such. Uh, and Alonso's come back into the side. And uh, Aspi Laqueta scored a bit of a worldie because Aspi never scores. And the way uh, Alonso Alonso took the goal, brought it onto his chest, onto his knee, and then volleyed it into the into the roof of the net. So those goals were a bit fortuitous. Or when you talk at XG, and you, you would 
if you have to think Alonso mm. scores again, I don't know. A punt for for FPL players the way that Hudson Odoi is yeah. involved, it seems to be he seems to be a a, a favourite of Tuchel. I think Hudson Odoi is a good call if you're looking for a cheaper midfielder. He seems that he may start, and he he created most of the opportunity came from the right from the Hudson Odoi side. The caveat to that is I don't know who's going to finish because between Timo Werner, Tammy Abraham, uh, they they are just shit in front of goal. So I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of chances and opportunities created. I'm mm. hoping I'm, I've transferred Werner out. I've kept Pulisic, so I'm hoping Pulisic gets some 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 start time against Tottenham. Not it's not going to be a lot of goals. Uh, remember, Jose just just lost, and that loss would have stung. So if you know Jose, when uh, when his back's against the wall, he's going to revert to Jose type football. So I I I see him going more defensive and trying to tighten up at the back, locking things down and trying to probably to, to get the one. Harry Kane, Harry Kane will be a miss in any team. Mm. He's been there, along with Son, he's been their talismatic player. So uh, there's a lot of bad press around how Bale performed in the game and his lack of energy and his lack of... I just think Bale's made so much of money and I think he's, he probably wants to be a professional golfer now and he should probably pursue that instead of... I mean, why... Clayton, you... You and I kind of have these kind of conversations. You in bail shoes, you've got all of those six hundred thousand pound Real Madrid money a week that you've been earning. Why still play football? Um, so I can keep getting the six hundred thousand pound week. I just do enough to not get started, but I do enough to not get sacked. How many? How many more of this did you want? Because I think I think that's been his salary for the last what four years, three four years. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I think he wants it. I, I'll be honest with you, the more I think about it, and, and you you kind of have to believe that he, even his own confidence has taken a knock. Um, obviously, him and Zidane, you know, it didn't click for the two of them. Um, I, don't, I don't know how bad he wants it. And I don't know, I don't know if Mourinho, you, you take him out of a Mourinho... Um, environment and you put him into a man manager uh type of environment like uh like a bielsa like a klopp uh like that nuno from from wolves you you kind of have a feeling like you know a, a coach like that will get will get uh, out of bail what is needed um it's just so difficult to see Mourinho having to motivate a player like Bale, you know, I, th- I think he kind of thinks he doesn't have to. All the motivation that Bale needs is there for himself. I, I, I don't know if it has to do with a relationship type thing. You've seen Pogba being off at Man United for years, uh, manager after manager, because again, maybe it's it, it really for players like that. It has to do with the relationship. So I don't know, man. I think uh, I think Spurs have got problems going into this game against Chelsea. I think without Harry Kane. Um, Albeit the fact that they they still have Son, it, it's gonna it's going to be difficult to create those chances, and it's very difficult to go forward when you're under constant attack. Albeit counter attack football, I think Chelsea are going to come at them. They're going to press them hard, and and I think Chelsea's going to land up getting that result. I think I think so. I think, and I've been with having Pulisic and Werner in my side. I was hoping for that new manager bounce and seeing these seeing these two explosive players actually finally explode, and that hasn't happened. So probably 
Tim O'Werner makes me regret it for taking him out of my team. But I thought I so too, but don't worry, he won't. I've I've also had enough of him, so he's out. So I think you probably probably right. Uh, Jose Jose is, however, a manager of pedigree. Uh, taking taking those back to back losses, so, so you predicting the third loss for Jose on the trot. I do, uh, yeah, purely uh, because I game. think uh, Chelsea. I, I think Chelsea might. Um, whether they do, whether um, it's Tuchel, Tuchel, did I pronounce that correctly? Uh, well, it's German, so it's probably more harder. It's Tuchel, I, uh, Tuchel, I guess. Okay. T u c h e l. So which, whichever, if you that's more French the way you the way you Tuchel. Well, he's been he was at PSG long enough. I mean, anyway. So, <laughs> uh, what changes for what changes for Chelsea is, I think if they find. What had been, they put a Kai Havertz through the center. Uh, they put a Mason Mount behind him. And then on either side, they they throw in a Pulisic on, on the left. And I'm, I'm not entirely sure if you can move Tammy out to the right, if that is a good decision. Um, I, I think I think, I think they should move Tammy back to the championship. I, I don't think Tammy is a Premier League material, to be honest. Um, yeah, these few touches of the ball, and he was he was trying to get in it, uh, get into it with Tarkovsky. I think they almost came to blows, despite the referee blowing at his whistle. So I don't know. Again, trying to show the the new coach that he's up for it, that he's got the aggression that needs to that he, that you need to play a number nine and lead the line. Mm. Uh, but I think time is shit. So uh, I, everyone says Timo's best position is through the center, and nobody plays him through. I think he's had. Two games that I recall. Uh, for no, Chelsea. I, I really am talking about leaving Timo on the sure. bench. I don't. I don't think you start him. I think you take him off the field. I think you say, "Sorry, buddy, um, you need to go do way more better things in our reserve squad uh, and learn how to play some football again." Because you do have the supreme quality, but you you That's seem to hit the woodwork more often than not. Leighton reminds me of a certain number nine that you guys used to have a, a certain Spaniard, Spaniard with long hair going to Chelsea, breaking the record transfer fee. And then it seems to be that. And, and I think uh, uh, Torres never never recovered from that uh, mm. drop. And, and Timo seems to be in that space currently. So I guess it comes down to how they're going to man-manage him, whatever, the, whatever Tuchel brings to the table. The positive thing is that he's German. He's got the, the two German. In fact, Rudiger is the other, seems to be his other favorite as well. So between Havertz, Rudiger and and Werner, there's a Bundesliga feel about Chelsea. Uh, they they didn't look that great against Burnley, having got those two goals. Uh, they weren't they weren't cutting them open, uh, Burnley. So I'm not as bullish about uh, Chelsea. Hence, I, I sold uh, Timo, and if I could, I could have sold Pulisic as well. Uh, I my, my final word on it. I think I can't see Mourinho losing three on the trot. Uh, okay. His pedigree, the in his bad slump at Chelsea, we could see that. But his pedigree over the last uh, season and a half has shown that he finds some sort of tactical nows. Maybe he parks the bus at, at White Hart Lane. And at the end of the day, it is a London derby as well. So yeah. there's probably extra bite in that game. Okay, so let's uh, let, just one last thing before you give me your score prediction. Tottenham sitting sixth in the table, 33 points. Chelsea sitting seventh in the table, 33 points. Tottenham 34-4, 21 against. Chelsea thirty five four twenty three against. Let's go. Let's go one one. They're based on those numbers and the stats. One one. Uh, Mourinho okay. stops his stops the rot. The new manager bounce gets the gets the draw for Tuchel. 
Uh, it's the last game of the game week as well, and it is a London derby. 1-1, Son and Pulisic. Son and Pulisic. Uh, look, I hope you're right. I, again, I, I just, I'm waiting to see... I'm I'm waiting to see another team buy Pulisic from from Chelsea, and and I hope it uh, you know the potential could be Liverpool as opposed to Man City because players go to Chelsea they fail and then they go somewhere else in the Premier League and they're amazing. Uh, don't you think he's a bit? Uh, and that's one of the things. And I see the same in Foden as well. Did you know? Don't you think that uh, Pulisic is a bit uh, slender and built for the Premier League because yeah, he seems. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, of, a, of a Liverpool player that's as small as as Pulisic. Diego Jota, J- probably in height, not in Jota. Seems to be a bit wider. Jota's got a bit of a bulk to him. I don't think Jota's as tiny as as Pulisic. Just 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 something that I've picked up. Uh, if you look at even Mason Mount, and I think they've got another uh, Gilmore, the, the, that mm. boy. I think he's half the size of Pulisic, trying to make it in the Premier League. And I think that is the reason that Chelsea let Lamptey go. As well, because Lamptey was, was compared to Reese James, Lamptey was half of Reese James' size. So I just, yeah, just a just a point. I I, I don't know. I I'd love. Um, I'm keeping Pulisic. I'm a fan of his. And in fact, I had him as my vice captain with Sterling as my captain on fan t- um, on fan teams. And guess what? The first half, both my captain and my vice captain weren't playing. So mm. yeah, it was it Hot sucked. Song, but at least he came on and got an assist. I got ten point return there. So yeah. Um, I'm hoping, hoping for some green green arrows for yourself and as well as for the listeners. I was hunting you down there until until Bamford and and Salah happened, and yeah, so you've gone ahead again. But uh, let's see, you're a nice target ahead of me. Well, I, what are you talking head. about, Jay? I, I'm I am very much a rookie. If I beat you, if I beat you in this season, I'm just saying if, and it's a massive if because I was far behind at a stage, far behind at a stage. Um, that that would be no slight in your direction, or albeit a slight slight. Um, I, I don't don't be too offended. I I'm not looking. I'm not overly concerned about you. I am not looking in the rearview mirror. Uh, <laughs> on my way up the table, albeit slow and steady, uh, I, I do intend to hopefully finish off uh, strong and continue to make gains, um, and hopefully by the end of the season. I will be in the top five hundred thousand. That's pretty much what the what the goal would be. So, um, yeah, if I can make anywhere top ten percent in the world, especially after the start I had, that would be fantastic. But to everyone else that is listening to the show, um, good luck for the game week. Mostly, mostly green arrows um, uh, along the way, unless you're competing against. Uh, against uh, what would be a Jay, because Jay just wants all the green arrows for himself. He wants he wants more green arrows than you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, all the best. Guys, good luck for the game week. Jay, good luck for the game week. We'll catch you on the other side. Cheers, cheers. Cheers.